so uh, I made a few changes to uh, the soundboard. What kind of changes are we talking? Well, really just a couple of additions, like stuff that you've heard already. I guess we're going to do this live. We're doing it live. Doing it live, yo. See how, uh, how loud this is. But I added this one. Do you remember this song? No. This is exactly how the the whole song goes. I think I do, actually. Ah, yes, the hose mat. Yeah, the dude's name is uh, Famous Dex. Hmm. I've never heard of him. I was going to say, I don't know how famous he is, but (laughs) he, he created the hose mat song. He's notable. To say the very least. Hell yeah. And then um, I'm just going to look this other one up. Might as well make it a, a thing. Share with the people. So I am. Um, you remember the Christian Bale? <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that you've shown me. Right. So I think I'm just going to play the whole serious. thing. I'm, for I'm the audience game. so that they know <laughs> what the deal is. So this is on, uh, on the set of Terminator, whatever Terminator that Christian Bale did. I can't remember which one it was. Um, anyhow, uh, he's on the set of Terminator and this like audio leaked because he like freaked out during the filming. And anyway, I'll just play it. should start here any second it's top quality material though kick your fucking ass i want you off the fucking set you prick no don't just be sorry think for one fucking second that the fuck are you doing are you professional or not yes i am do i fucking walk around and rip that no shut the fuck up bruce do this I is class no it's so good no don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, oh, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? So this goes on for another three minutes. Um, it's definitely worth listening to. But yeah, he's basically having it out with... Um, the lighting dude, I guess, like the lighting dude, somebody was like walking behind the scene. And, you know, you can imagine that, you know, a lot of the filming for a movie like Terminator is all green screen. So normally having people in the background is easily edited out. It's not going to be part of the movie anyway, Uh but this fucking lighting guy just keeps fucking with, (laughs) with Christian (laughs) Bale and he is not having it. And like, you'll notice like his accent is kind of, gone as well which is interesting now that's true when he gets pissed off i guess he's you got any fucking idea about hey it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind bryce in the middle of the fucking scene give me a fucking answer what don't you get about it i was looking at the light oh good <laughs> for you and how was it I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. (laughs) 
McGee, you have fucking something to say to this prick? Well, somebody should be fucking watching and keeping an eye on him. Fair enough. This is the second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what is going on in front of the camera. All right? I'm trying to fucking do a scene here and I'm going, why the fuck is Shane walking in there? What is he doing there? Do you understand my mind is not in the scene if you're doing that? Stay off the fucking set, man. For fuck's sake. Right, let's go again. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again. And let's not have you fucking walking in. Let's Can take I have Tom a minute. On, please? Let's go again. You're unbelievable, man. You're unfucking believable. Number of times you're strolling and fucking around in the background. I never had a DP behave like this. Ah, uh, you don't fucking understand what it's like working with actors. That's what that is. <laughs> That's what that is, man. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. I'm telling you. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. I want to fucking kick your fucking ass. Shut <laughs> up like, for a second, all right? You think about it like... I'm gonna go, Two minutes ago, he was like, let's just start, restart the scene. And the guy's like, let's take a minute. And now he explodes again. He should have just stayed quiet. You are trashing my scene. You do it one more fucking time. And I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. Yeah, you might get it. He doesn't fucking it. Get, it. I know, I get it. You might. I get it. He does not get it. And good adjustments, okay? <laughs> no, I don't need any fucking walking. He needs to stop walking. I ain't the one walking. Let's get Tom and put this back on. Let's go again. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Imagine, imagine that's the end of it, by the way. Imagine that you're on the other end of that. What do you do? How do you behave? I mean, like you, you said it, you just shut up and take it. You have to. Yeah, because when somebody's that enraged, the last thing you want to do is extend the rage. Well, it's Christian Bale as well. I mean, like he's I don't know the, that he's known as a hothead or anything. I, he's a method actor. Which, one of the best. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, like. Obviously, Christian Bale was uh, that was the very last, angry. Yeah, that was the last good Terminator movie as well. Which one was that? Is it's that like Salvation? number. Yeah, I think it is Salvation. Yeah, I think it would be number four. Yeah, just after the first trilogy. Right. Obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's some quick math there. Quick maths. The series was really good too. Oh my god, the series was incredible. It's amazing that uh, it got canceled and like the outrage of fans at that time was pretty large. I believe it. And they still didn't bring it back. And I don't really get why. Are there not enough nerds who are in? Oh, no, no. It was, it was extremely popular. It was really well done. Yeah. It's sad that they uh, discontinued it. What was the name of that show again? Um, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. Right. Yeah. Had the, uh, the young lady as the, the Terminator. Right. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde? I believe so. I don't think so. No? Really? I think so. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I was a adolescent uh, 
person when I was watching this. So I definitely remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely really? her. Yeah. Holy shit. And she played a great Terminator. Wait, no, this is not the same person. I'm pretty sure it is. Olivia Wilde, like Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde. I didn't know they were. Uh, no, one no, of the no. Same. This chick is some. This somebody else. Um, Am I wrong? I'm looking it up like right now. So just give me uh, two seconds. Regardless, folks, if you haven't seen the Terminator series, check it out. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's tops, top quality. Arnold um, Schwarzenegger is not in it. Just so you know. The girl's name was Summer Glau. Well, fuck. Yeah. It's been a See, long again, time. You, you were talking out of your ass again. Well, that's how I remembered it, man. Good thing we fact-checked Olivia Wilde? I was, th- I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. So anyway. That I, changes so much. What? Of how I've thought about Olivia Wilde. I guess the so. Yeah. The Terminator has, uh, has influenced that. Yeah, so anyway, I basically uh, cut up that um, Christian Bale explosion and added it to the soundboard. So, you know, I can basically just, are you professional or not? Anytime I want, or I can be like, no, shut the fuck up, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I've only started to add them like that. There's about 40 in total. There's so many of them. I cut up the whole thing. It's all gold. It's, yeah, that's one that you need. Are you sure. professional or not? <laughs> and then there's like, no, no. <laughs> and then, ah, da 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 da, like this in the background. <laughs> what the fuck is it with you? Yeah, he anyway. struck some gold here. Yeah, and big fan. I think I put. Uh, there's one more that I added. I just need to find it. I think it's on a different page. Christian Bale. Let me see here. He was a great Batman. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't add it. Yeah, it'll be a future edition. It's a welcomed edition to the show. The Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's almost like that that one with uh, Bill O'Reilly back on you know Inside Edition. I don't remember it. Where at the end of the show, like he's he's basically introducing like some music to roll out the show okay and the person whoever wrote on the teleprompter wrote it awkwardly according to him and he's like fucking loses it and he's like i'll well i'll write it and we'll do it live fuck it we'll do it yeah, live. fuck it yeah, exactly I, I do remember that yeah i could probably find that one oh you bill o'reilly you only rattling me up Forget i'll who write that it was. and we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live yeah man that would be a weird way to live every day being a tv host well the thing is it just goes to show you like you know how ridiculous um they call them the talking heads right right? yeah yeah because the second the teleprompter goes out or is wrong or there's an error they're like deer in the headlights they don't know they don't have a fucking original thought in their brain they can't even ad lib for two seconds. So it makes them perfect for the job. I guess. But then, you know, like you've got the Don Lemons and the Chris Cuomo's who basically have an opening monologue every night. So you're telling me like <laughs> their opening monologue isn't really their words. Like somebody's curating those words. No, no, I'm sure they, they do write their own stuff. I'm just saying, but there's a writer involved that 
is making it flow properly across a teleprompter right and there's very little ad-libbing going on there i agree and it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of their shows were written for them they are they're 100 are i guess you need to have a great they couldn't do those shows if they team. if they didn't like even when they're talking to a guest and asking questions those questions are coming across the teleprompter oh they are but it just seems so Chris Cuomo or so Don Lemon when they say Oh, it, no, I, I don't dispute that they're involved in the writing. Yeah. No, not, a, not one bit. There's definitely a team on it. You know, it's not like um, a comedian coming out and doing their set, though. No. You know? I've been loving comedy recently. Yeah. Do you want to listen to the Bill O'Reilly uh, thing before we move on to that? Hit me. All right. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... <laughs> okay. Now, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Ready? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. <laughs> what does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. Okay. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? <laughs> to end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is that. Okay. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. Nope. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I'm gonna cut some of that out and start putting that, the soundboard. That belongs right next to the last one. Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. Nailed it. Pretty good recovery. Yeah. That wasn't actually. But live, he was though. fucking. <laughs> Just like you could hear him like huffing and puffing during that. Oh my God. Can you imagine if that was the end of Bill O'Reilly? He's got so worked out that he dropped. That was before Bill O'Reilly came into his prime. You know, this inside edition days, you know, before he had his big show on Fox News. Right. He's not still going, is he? No, I'm pretty sure he got canceled. What did he do? Um, I don't know. You know, something, something with women. Oh, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly. I made uh, pizza from scratch a few okay. days ago. And? It was delicious. Lots of yeast in the dough. That's the... Of uh, course. That's, that's the way to go. If you say so. <laughs> oh, um, the real reason that I brought it up. Have you ever tried making tomato sauce without cooking it? No. So I looked up uh, a recipe on, uh, I think it was Bon Appetit, and you take a can of crushed tomatoes thrown in a bowl wait a second yeah that doesn't count oh it counts okay i believe when you said you made a pizza from scratch i was like oh yeah like he like and then you were talking about making the sauce yeah yeah you don't when you're making a sauce you think you like i immediately don't think that you're using canned tomatoes oh you gotta use canned tomato okay for sure i think the no, aren't stewed tomatoes cooked uh yes they would be yeah, so you were saying that you were making a not cooked. I'm not sure sauce. how stewed crushed tomatoes are. 
Stewed or stewed? That means that they're like boiled. Yeah, but not crushed. Like just a can of but like you said tomato stewed, puree. Stewed crushed. No. Oh. No, sir. Okay. Just crushed. Okay. So like, they're definitely cooked. Uh, you know, I've never thought about it, but they very well, I'm thinking about the consistency. When have you ever had something that came out of a can that wasn't cooked? I suppose you need to uh, keep all those germs out, don't you? That's something I would I've say never that, thought about before. That they were steamed, probably, okay. or cooked in the can. So cooked before, possibly. Right. Okay. But, I'm just uh, trying to get a really good idea of the no, sauce. That's, that's very fair. And when you say that, I mean, if I'm using fresh tomatoes, the sauce kind of sucks for the most part. Okay. It's watery. It's light. It doesn't have the same, uh, same consistency. I'm but, more of a white sauce guy, but I can get down to a red sauce. It's a great red sauce. You just throw in some sliced garlic cloves, five to six of them. Damn. In a bowl. Oh, I like it garlicky. You can go less Jesus or more. Christ. I, yeah. Don't go outside after this one, maybe. Or if you do, just stay away from people. A um, little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, and basil, and just let it sit in the fridge for like four hours. Oh, yeah, that's necessary. It's so good because it cooks on the pizza in the oven. Cool. I'm a big fan. Um, have you ever heard about uh, shoving uh, garlic cloves up your ass? No, no, I can't say I have. Where, where did you hear about this? I don't know. Maybe as a child. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, recall where this information came from, but apparently you could stick like a garlic clove or two up your ass Uh and end up with garlic breath. Huh? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's scientific or not, but apparently it's the same, same principles as, you know, remember, remember slimming? No. You remember like when kids were like uh, dipping like tampons in vodka and shoving them up their ass? No. Because they're getting like in, drunk really fast because in, of in the absorption. See, at that point, I wasn't drinking in high school. Okay. I didn't try it either. I just remember hearing about it. I've heard. So of I it. think it's the same. The, the garlic is the same idea as the alcohol. It's like a well, super quick absorption well, through your butt. <laughs> Seriously. Like, think about it. They, they have like uh, all those different medical like suppositories. Oh, I'm with There's you. a reason that they give it to you through, through that method. There to is. To get it into the bloodstream really fast. Uh, some, some people take drugs uh, through their ass. It's a thing. No, for sure. So I'm, I'm wondering if this old thing I remember hearing as a kid about the garlic is actually true or not. I'm just wondering how the smell converts into bloodstream and then goes... It's probably the same nose. way that you, you get smelly farts. I suppose. Right? It has a lot to do with what you're eating. I agree, but we're kind of past that point of the stomach. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, maybe it's not, well, I don't know. Are you willing to try it? No, no, I'm not. I'm fine with eating garlic. I especially like to eat garlic raw at times. Do you think we could, you know, fiber? Have you heard of fiber? You mean fiber? Fiber. You know, where you can no. go and like, there's like people that freelance do different work. You can get somebody to write you a paper or create you a resume or. No, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I wonder if we could find somebody on Fiverr that would uh, shove a few cloves up their butt and give us a, you know, 12 to 24 hour Experience feedback report. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be that difficult to find somebody willing to do that. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's just a hunch. No. 
Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, suppose. I'd, I won't be there while it's happening, but they can give virtual oh, feedback no, 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 for no. sure. You're going to need somebody to uh, bear with Validate. Well, I think you're going to have to be on that one, JP. Yeah, I mean, what, you don't actually have to like watch them shoving them in, but you might want to uh, frisk them on the way out of the can or something like that. No, for sure, like prison type uh, exactly. policy. You can't bring anything in or out. Yeah, prison pocket. Garlic. Well, this is this is interesting. I guess it's time to make a Fiverr account. Oh, you've never used Fiverr no, before? Sir. Oh, yeah, you should check it out. Never heard of it. There's Until probably this, moment, this garlicky butt moment. Maybe you could go on there and give people um, advice on making tomato sauce for Fiverr. I once taught a uh, at the school that I was at before the one I'm at now. There was a, a cooking room, otherwise known as a kitchen to some, um, and they're doing a, a cooking class. For somehow I made my way in there. It was through a person who I knew at the institution. Sure. Um, and I got invited to teach the students how to make a tomato sauce. <laughs> and I was reluctant at first because I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting paid for this. And I don't really want to do it. But I got talked into it. And I spent the afternoon teaching people to make tomato sauce. It was an odd feeling. How much of it was bullshit? No, I know what I'm doing. I was a saucier. <laughs> okay. I've also seen... Uh, a lot of your failures, your cooking failures. Name one. Drink failures. Yes, I will um, give you that. How about the first iteration or two of the fried chicken experiments? Agreed, but I'm at my prime with it now. Right. I'm just saying. And then was a let's, quick let's talk curve. about let's talk about then. Um, the drinks that you fucked up over the years. Oh yeah, I. I have a bad tendency to just make shit up. Well, it seems like whenever I'm making them for you and my father, I don't know. I go heavy pours and no, yeah, but just is what it is. It's rarely works out. Whenever I make a drink for myself, it's perfect. I, I remember when you, like not too long ago when you made me that first Caesar, we were on LSD at that point. And, uh, oh, man. there was so was, much Worcestershire to hire. It was bad. It was, <laughs> And now it's just been Caesar City. Right. I'm going to have a Caesar after this. Hell yeah. I picked up a new uh, kind of celery salt. You're going to think it's so uh, bastardized, I'm sure. For people in the U.S. that may not know what a Caesar is, uh, they call a Caesar in Canada. Um, it's Clamato juice, which is like clam juice and tomato mixed together. That's it. With some spice and uh, some vodka and some... Tabasco sauce and Liam Perrin's Worcestershire. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it's very good, but it's, you know, it's got to be super spicy. At least that, yeah. I think it's rim, rimmed with some celery salt, which definitely is necessary. Um, some people, but I don't, not me, like to put a uh, horseradish in it. It's true. I think that's just r- ruins it personally. I like horseradish separately. But yeah, just not at this party. Right. You can always throw in a little pickle juice, but still, I find it takes away. I keep meaning to bring you a jar of pepperoncini peppers. Ah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. The Quiznos peppers. Yeah. Yeah. They're green. That juice in a Caesar. Oh, man. Do you need to reduce the Tabasco 
No, 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 no. Never do that. No, no. If anything, you're just, you just further reduce the Clamato. Well, that's something I also wanted to bring up is you don't want too much of this that's clam and tomato mixture. No, no, no. You just want it for flavor. It's mostly your, that drink is going to be mostly ice and vodka, but you want it to melt together. True. Like you want, you want, True. you don't necessarily, you just want the Clamato for flavor. It's like, it's got enough salt in it to kill you. Well, maybe. <laughs> It's more than your daily intake of salt per drink. I think one cup is like 50%, like one f- 250 mils. I don't know. Like that. Whatever. Don't talk about it unless you actually know. <laughs> well, I'll look at the bottle later. <coughs> um, I've also been enjoying micheladas recently. Oh, hell yeah. Shit. Like the ones that are pre-made or? No, no. Okay. Making them myself. It's not. It, the problem with making them yourself is... When you add the um, Clamato, yeah, it it creates a a fizz. Mm. It's it takes away from the carbonation of the the beer. It's true. That's why I don't mind buying them. I've been going with tomato juice instead of Clamato juice, and I'm a big fan of that. Less less oystery, less fishy, <coughs> and um, I don't know. I find the tomato just goes really well with it. But you can. Put those back, a great low, low alcohol content beverage. Oh, definitely. Great on a, a hot, hot day like we've There was having. a time when you couldn't buy them in Canada, and there is more to it than just the Clamato juice. I also threw in orange juice, lime oh, juice. Oh, um, oh, too much. Worcester, oh, Tabasco. That's crazy. Ice. Um, I went over a bunch of different recipes and found the, the most popular ones, and then most of them had fruit juices. Yeah, I could see that, but... Not too much, though. That's the thing. And, like, you want a Mexican-style lager, so it's not going to be too bitey either way. Yeah, I see that. And I was doing, uh, like, short glasses instead of the tall glasses just to keep it cold. It was great. I don't like to experiment with shit like that. I'm all about the experimentation. Once I found it, like, the way I like it, I I don't tend not to variate. It's a good method, for sure. I don't know. I find myself uh, always changing it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you want. Whatever Enjoy make, it. Whatever makes you happy. It makes me real happy. Experimentation. I watched a great movie the other day. All right. It's called No Sudden Moves. It's uh, 2021, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Okay. Starring Don Cheadle, Ben, I always mess his name up. Benicio del Torre from Del Toro, del, del, yep, yeah, uh, typo on my on my notes here, and David Harbor, and it's mm, like I it's, haven't seen it. it Is it on of, Netflix? It's on I think the HBO. Oh, okay. Stuff, um, but it's set in the fifties. It's like a it's a heist movie. It's really good. There's lots of plot twists. All great actors. Recommend it. So. <clears throat> is it just me or what the fuck happened to pitchfork.com? Were you a pitchfork person? I there was never a time to be a pitchfork. No, person. but there was a time when you could go to pitchfork and look at their like recently reviewed yeah. list and a lot of potential to find something good. Yeah. I have found some albums from there. A buddy of mine always sends over stuff from pitchfork and yeah, but like, I am. I, it's been like 
years since I found anything on Pitchfork that I was like into. Yeah. I feel like Pitchfork used to be so very indie, but not so much anymore. Like, in fact, it's, it seems like they're almost closer to pop or top 40 in a lot of cases. Yeah. I was on their site the other day. Didn't, didn't find anything no. too enjoyable. Quite disappointed. I'm looking at their latest releases now. Probably not the best time to do it, but no. some interesting uh, Guatemalan-looking music. But I, Oh, I don't know. If I, th- I was listening to some Ethiopian shit off of there the other day. How was it? it? No, it wasn't very good. No? No. It wasn't impressive at all. I've been going to... Um, Actually, no, this is a local conversation. We'll keep it for after air. All right. Um, you hear about, this is like a week old now, but uh, John McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So John McAfee, the guy who created McAfee Antivirus. Wee wee. <clears throat> big uh, crypto dude, proponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty early on too, hey? Yeah, I don't know. Not as early on as us. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, found dead in Spanish prison, awaiting extradition to the U.S. on some like money laundering or something charges. Um, It's just interesting because like this dude was like always super paranoid. And in fact, um, they said that he died of an apparent suicide. Um I don't know if they've released any evidence or anything like that. He was, yeah, facing tax charges, not money laundering. Um, he had a tattoo on him that said whacked and claimed that if he was ever found dead by suicide, that he did not kill himself. Seriously? It's on his body? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's just what a the super weird dude. He really was, man. Yeah, I mean... I was shocked. I'm always suspicious of... I guess now nowadays, I'm always suspicious of anybody who dies uh, in prison. Yeah. Or in custody. Especially with a big name like that. Yeah, like I keep waiting for Julian Assange to die. Yeah, he's an interesting case too. Oh yeah, why? What ended up happening with the... Uh, what, when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy? Yeah. Let's let's not get into it. Why? Because I'm not sure on my facts here. I don't want to speak out of turn. Okay, we should definitely bring up Julian Assange on the podcast at some point. We should. He's a super it's interesting an, dude. It's a cool story, but let's come back to it when uh, right. I've had some time to read over. Okay. All right. Um, concentrated beer. Okay. Why? <laughs> Shipping costs. Right, so all the emissions that are being used to like haul kegs and bottles of beer. So how do they like reanimate it? So one company in Colorado, Sustainable Beverage Technologies. So there's there's two methods in this this post that I took from Scientific American. Okay. The first step for sustainable beverage technologies is they brew a standard batch of beer. The machine that they created removes the alcohol from the beer. And then a new batch of wort, which is a sugary liquid from the mash, gets added back into the the, the beer with no alcohol in it um, and allows for further fermentation. 
they keep doing this cycle over and over again. So they create like a large amount of alcohol from fermentation and this concentrated brew. And we'll ship them in two separate plastic bags in like boxes to the destination. And the idea is that they're going to sell a proprietary tap system like a soda. Uh, there you go. There's the rub. Yeah, of course. Um, kind of like soda, fountain soda. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of before you got to that. I was like, this sounds just like a soda stream. Yeah, this is, or even just like a Pepsi fountain machine. Right. Right. Um, that one's kind of interesting. I don't like the idea of like, what's the purpose it's, of removing the alcohol? It's not really that interesting. It's I think just, it's necessary. Oh no, I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't know why we need to talk about it. I think it's cool. No, it's just, you could do that with anything. Like um, they do that with um, laundry detergent. True. You know, it's, they just keep over the years. They just keep taking less or more water out of it mm -hmm. and it becomes more concentrated. Wow. I mean, you say that, but we've been doing this this way for a long time and you need, cause the idea is to not just like evaporate off water from a beer. No, I get it. It's to make the beverage in smaller right. But I mean, like if, They've been doing it with pop for a hundred years. Like it's about time, you know, I in agree. our day and age that there's been some way of doing it with beer. It's just, it just seems like a no brainer. I agree. Um, MIT allowed for developments there, another company called alpha Laval and their system doesn't remove anything, but they'll concentrate down beer, wine and cider. They say the taste is great, but, who fucking again, knows? Again, they shouldn't even they shouldn't even be talking about it. They should just be doing it, and then you wouldn't even notice if everything was proper. True, true. That's a good point. It's uh, it's because if you, stuff. as soon as you start telling people, um, like let's say okay, let's say like Budweiser decided to to incorporate this process into all of their beer right the p people on the consumer end of it are going to be like oh that this is that uh concentrated beer. shit <laughs> right but if you don't say anything about it and the quality doesn't change, change. it's probably best kept a secret is it though yeah, unless you you're launching a new beer if you're dealing with an existing brand mm -hmm. i think it's a bad idea that they're um, automatically people are going to think it's a lesser product than the original. Yeah. So if you're not launching that. it as a new product, yeah, I think you keep it a secret. If you're trying to implement it into existing products, yeah, don't tell anybody about it. I think there's a lot of, uh, like smaller craft breweries that. Well, it's like Pepsi when Pepsi that. switched from, uh, uh, high fructose corn syrup to cane sugar. Yeah they didn't really tell anybody about it and nobody around nobody noticed wait what Cane sugar to high fructose no no they're off the high fructose now really yeah oh damn yeah at least in parts of canada they didn't tell anybody not at first but people the, again you don't people shouldn't notice a difference in the quality or the taste of a product yeah right i just think in terms of like changing the way the industry is going if everybody starts doing this right but uh, again like i'm saying like the way to market it is not to tell people about it if you're going to use the process on existing products. That's all. Yeah, I got you there. 
I'd be interested to taste one of these beers. Again, you shouldn't notice. If you notice, if you're like, oh yeah, it's all, you know, 90%, I can't tell. That's, that's not good enough. It, it has, has to be, be identical. It has to be, yeah, top of quality. Yeah. It's like if somebody handed you a, uh, a non-alcoholic Heineken. My friend did this a week or two ago, something yeah, like that. You'll notice. We're, no, I didn't. We were having some beers. Well, then you, my friend, don't know about the taste of alcohol. Well, they, we were drinking uh, like light beers, and he swapped oh. out a, we had also had a few, and he swapped out a no alcohol, told me halfway through, I was pissed. It was pretty tasty. I wasn't that bad, but. Uh, oh, that's definitely a noticeable taste difference. I've had some alcoholic beers as well. I haven't tried the, the Prohibition brew or whatever that new Neither Budweiser stuff is, but I don't really drink, drink Budweiser. No, and I wouldn't have a, a desire to drink a non-alcoholic Budweiser. Not no, the slightest. But, you know, if you could slip one to somebody who's an alcoholic without them noticing. A good, uh, good fan, old, old family member of mine uh, used to go hard with the beer every day, and now it's just Prohibition Brew. Loves it. It's pretty funny to see. Yeah. Kind of wonder if uh, they're, they think they're getting fucked up on it. I think he's or realized told that. himself that he is. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because the man's in his 80s now, right? So yeah. it's just like, it's good enough at this point. It's sure. the same as having a can of beer. It's, it's funny to see, man. Works for some people. Want to talk some acid? Sure. I haven't done acid for so long. I've been doing a lot of acid. Yeah? I've, I've got all the time off now, so just is what it is. All right, let's hear it. Okay. So this research is 2021 Raymaker. Oh wait, I thought it was going to be like some experiential. No. All right, fine. No, no, I won't share those ones on air. Oh, that's what the people want to hear. All right, fair enough. Last Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, during the heat. Okay. When, when we uh, that's exactly what I I wouldn't do because like I get I get hot when I'm on acid. That was what the towels were for. <laughs> um, yeah, we canceled. I went out for brunch with a buddy. We had a great time. I got home like it's a beautiful day. You can keep cool. Go for it. And I've been doing a lot of math recently just for a class that I'm taking. And there it was a very math filled trip. It was very interesting. I was listening to. Um, People Under the Stairs, my current favorite group. Uh, but it's just like the breaks in the hip hop. And that started working its way into like the math that I was doing recently. And uh, no profound revelations other than the value of mathematics. And like saying that there is something there versus like the difference between one and zero or right. something there and not yeah. there is something to think about. Mm -hmm. And uh, it made me uh, really appreciate math. I'm not the best at it, but... Uh, I want to keep learning because it was really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, <laughs> what about this research or whatever that you're talking about? So have you ever had like a painful, like a physically painful experience on LSD? Uh, only, only like after. Okay. And that was like, you know, taking some bathtub LSD. The old, old school. Yeah. Not, not, you know, unfortunately this is like probably the rat poison days. 
Yikes. Yeah, I got a really sore back once after taking about seven hits. I think a lot of that could, I mean, hey, I don't know what you're taking, but like hypertension too, just from like, that's a strong stimulus. No, it was like, it was like a lower spine pain. Like I even went to the hospital that day. Oh shit. Yeah, and I still didn't tell them that I took seven or eight hits the night before. You probably would have been admitted. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) At least for the night. I knew what it was. I knew it was definitely the acid. Oh, that sucks, dude. Oh, yeah. There's always, you know, that's what, you know, the way it used to be. You used to take acid and coming off of acid was not fun. Fuck you know, teeth, that. teeth grinding and aches. Nowadays, it's, it's like drinking a glass of water. Glass of wine, maybe. No. Honestly. So clean. The clean, the come off is so good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Especially if you can just fall asleep, which is the best. I know oh, yeah, I don't have can. that. I'm, nowadays, I don't have that problem. I don't either. I'm usually asleep like eight to ten hours after, and it's perfect. Yeah. It works for me. There's nothing worse than being up too long after that. After a, I don't know. A sometimes it's fun. It can be. Yeah. But then sometimes it goes too long. You're like, ah. Uh. Oh, I've never, I just go to bed if I get there. Well, I'm thinking my sleep schedule, you know, oh, stay see, up for that, another 12 hours. You got to throw that, that shit out the window. No, man, I need it. No, <laughs> you're not, you're not enjoying your trips to the fullest extent. It might be a good point. I mean, recently I just, like I said, finish, finish class. So it's been get up whenever I want, go to sleep whenever I want. It's pretty nice, but I still find myself in a regular routine no matter what. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so, um, Historically, ergot alkaloids, which LSD Mm -hmm. is a derivative of, um, have been used to treat cluster headaches, both preventively preventatively and acutely. Um, A study by Cast and Collins in 1964, so keep in mind there's been a huge gap between when LSD research I wouldn't trust anything that (laughs) that they found in 1964. So they compared the efficacy of 100 mics of LSD um, compared to mepiridine and dihydromorphinone in treating terminally ill patients experiencing intolerable pain. Okay. Um, they found that LSD was more effective in its action and reduced subject to, ugh, subjective pain ratings and increased the number of pain-free periods during the day. The only way I could see that working is if the person had built up a tolerance to pain meds. That's a good point. That's a good confounder. <coughs> so I wonder, I wonder if these patients that they were it's testing had already, you know, reached tolerance on pain meds. Especially if they're terminally ill patients, as right. they were in this study. Yeah, because I mean, I could see the LSD side of it. Yeah, it's going to take your mind off of the right. pain, which is probably the way it's reducing the pain. Mm-hmm. But if you can pair it to something like morphine or mm-hmm. morphine, a morphine-based medication yeah. that was the the other medication that was, was involved in the study. Yeah. No, there's no comparison. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. And keep, keeping in mind that is from the sixties. Yeah. I just wanted to give a bit of background here. They went on. Yeah. We'll, we'll move past this study. They did it again in 67 with 200 participants and got the same results. Um, so in light of this information, research in 2021 sought to test the effect of doses of LSD ranging from five 10 and 20 mics. That's nothing. It's micro. Yeah. Um, on subjective pain perception and healthy volunteers, N equals 25. 
So 25 participants, not a whole lot of people. No. Um, how they did it was they used a cold presser test, which is pretty much submerge your hand in an ice tank for, which was at three degrees for as long as possible, up to three minutes. Um, participants were given oral doses and a placebo over four separate test days, with at least five days between each test. Um, all participants had previous experience with psychedelics. The frequency of use was 2.8 times with a give or take 4.2 um, experiences. Those drugs included psilocybin, LSD, DMT, and 2CB. Mm -hmm. um, they're required to abstain from drug use seven days and alcohol use 24 hours before, which kind of cracks me up. Okay, so what are the results? Um, the 20 microgram dose was significant. Um, in terms of being able to hold your hand in a bucket of ice water? For increasing pain tolerance by approximately 20% compared to placebo and for reducing the perception of pain as well as unpleasant feelings. So the, and they concluded <clears throat> the values obtained were comparable in magnitude to those in other studies from 2011 using oxycodone, 20 milligrams, and morphine, 10 to 20 milligrams in healthy volunteers. I don't know. It's interesting. It's such a small sample of people. Agreed. Agreed. And that, that was in the Journal of Psychopharmacology, not a huge journal. You, you, the th okay. This, this, they may have found more than anecdotal evidence of people being able to hold their hand in ice water longer if they take a small dose of LSD. But I don't equate putting my hand in a bucket of ice with pain. I see where you're coming from. So is it the same thing as terminally ill pain? Right. No. I don't think so. No, but if you're just looking at, I mean, we live in, you live me. in Canada. We, what do you mean? But what's, well, it's fucking cold. Okay. That's a good point. But if you just look at the, the using it as a metric, right? Like if you have no, LSD, yeah, I just wonder if it's actually comparable to physical pain. It's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, I mean, the body is going three minutes and three degrees is pretty cold. Like three to de three degrees of water is very cold. Yeah. But pain. Shit gets cold, JP. I've had frostbite before. It sucks. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not like super painful. It's painful, but it's not like really bad. So you're just thinking the, it might not translate. I'm just wondering if it does like I'm, I mean, there's got to be a reason that hopefully that they that they picked that obviously you know you can't start cutting people when they're on acid I don't think it would get past the ethics board right <laughs> <laughs> using the acid itself is already like again a difficult and thing like to do. if the people were already on painkillers and had a tolerance for them these were sure. healthy volunteers right that's yeah. where I it seems flaky to me i mean those are yeah. low doses of whatever vicodin or whatever it was it was you know, dihydromorphinone yeah but no no the more recent study they were talking uh, about oxycodone and morphine yeah and like morphine is the gold standard of painkillers and yeah. 10 to 20 milligrams is a pretty good amount i mean of but is that orally or is that through intravenous i uh, was not specified that yeah. was in the conclusion like uh, that would be a big determining factor yeah. as well yeah absolutely because you're looking at like time. did the did the subjects eat beforehand that would be a big contributing uh, those factor. things were mentioned but i yeah. didn't note them anyway yeah 
That's interesting. Man. I'm always on the lookout for uh, LSD research. I just don't understand why they're only working with 25 participants. Because I, I think just getting these studies going is challenging enough in terms of getting funding. Yeah, but you're like, t- you're, you think you're doing them typically at a university? Yeah. yeah. Where else are you going to have a pool of people that want to drop a cl- some clinical acid? Goddamn. Yeah. 25 people? Shit, you could have 25 people in 10 minutes. <laughs> That's uh, that's a pretty good point, especially nowadays. It's definitely making a comeback. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was this uh, what they called a redneck rave in Kentucky. <laughs> okay, and it uh, apparently descended into chaos with a man having his throat slit. Oh God! A woman being choked over a blanket. Oh God! And a man who somehow got impaled. By a log. A log? That's what it says. What? Um, okay, continue. It ended in 48 people being charged. Um, the offenses ranged from drug trafficking to felony assault. This is a rave. What the? F- no, this is a redneck rave. Right, redneck rave, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the reason that I bring it up is what because when I was fuck? reading the story, it wasn't that all of that wasn't shocking enough there's a picture that was taken from from somebody at being at the rave yeah and it's a woman there's a man two men and a woman walking the woman has a breast pump in her hand and she's carrying a cardboard sign that says take a shot of my breast milk whoa yeah jesus (laughs) in kentucky yeah whoa just wild turkey everywhere. No oh, shit. It's a bourbon. It was a, you ever heard K-Kona? No. K-Kona, brother? Never heard K-Kona? Yeah, there's a bunch of K-Kona motherfuckers. <laughs> what does that mean? Just like redneck. What happens with these, with, I don't want to say these people, with people who behave like that? That's ridiculous. And just, it's a, different. A there's a different mentality in the South. Apparently. Have you yeah. ever been to the South? Yeah. Southern United States? Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't like, uh, met a bunch of people sure. from there yeah but i've been there a few times two times anyway and also like the group uh group behavior is an interesting oh, phenomenon right like oh yeah when somebody people are always willing to follow in groups um do you remember jeffrey tubin the name's familiar but i can't place it so he was is was um the chief legal analyst yeah. on CNN. Right. So during COVID, I guess he sat on some committee or board, not, 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 not to do with CNN. Yeah. Some other company or organization. I don't even know. And he got busted jerking off on zoom during one of these meetings. Oh no. Was, right. It wasn't live. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't live on TV. Like no, I said, it, it had nothing to do with CNN. It was a right, different right. organization or company or something. Right. But yeah, he forgot his camera was on and uh, was like jerking it to some like internet porn to like a, uh, to the whole committee. That is not good. Right. At all. And uh, he basically, I thought he got canceled. Yeah. And rightfully so. I, I agree. That's a bad mistake. But he he started appearing on CNN again. What? Yeah. 
and he's still got the same title. And yeah, and like he's doing interviews with other with like with female anchors. And they're like at the end of the so it was like Brianna Keeler or whatever. Okay. And she was she was interviewing him. It was the first time he was back on CNN. They're not talking about it, obviously. Um, but at the end of the segment, she's like, Oh, thank you, my friend. And I'm like, What the fuck, guys? Uh, if I'm just saying, if B Rock got busted on Zoom spanking the monkey, I'd be expelled. Yeah, but I I'd also question our relationship. One hundred. I'd be like, what kind of fucking weirdo <laughs> can't you know control himself while he could potentially be on Zoom during working hours? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's That's... back on CNN. I've seen him on there a couple times since. So they're working him into the fray again. He used to be on every fucking day. It's very odd. Yeah. Did we talk about the Canadian MP who was pants, pantsless on Zoom? Um, I think I heard about it. I don't know if we talked about it. It was on virtual Capitol Hill. And uh, he stood up. His he, pants were down. He came into the room after a run, buck ass naked with his camera on. Oh, yeah. I did hear about this. There's no fucking excuse. Fully exposed. There's no excuse. No excuse. You're you're telling you're me that par- a member of parliament doesn't have enough money t- that they can't get changed because in any, any other room because they only have one room. They live in one fucking room. The guy ran into that room naked. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing. So when it first came, another MP, she was an older lady. She dealt with it like very professionally Mm -hmm. she's kind of funny about it but also like please keep in mind that clothes are required at work blah 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 um she handled it well went on and when i first saw it i'm like this is weird man like how would that ever happen and that's what i'm saying it's just it it was it it's just same the same way it happened with chris cuomo right during his wife's zoom call he comes Wait, in i don't know about this yeah he so during covid his i forget what it was what his wife does but she was on a zoom call yeah. and he walks in i don't know if it was in a towel or in a speedo but yeah and he's like you know he's a he's into fitness he's an in shape man yeah so he was sure. totally you know wanted to show it off oh sorry i didn't see you there folk behind the camera Ugh. So this MP, after it all blows over, got caught taking an MP, if you know what I mean. He was urinating with the door open, and Zoom was on again. Exactly. No, no. This guy has got a problem. He's like the Anthony Weiner. Agreed. And he said in his leaving post, I'm taking time off to go and seek help. I was like, I knew you were weirdo. You fucker. (laughs) But just what a... What a weird thing. I wonder how many times that happened in total. I bet you it happens a lot. Probably. Man, I was in class one time and a a guy just showed up with like no shirt on on Zoom and we all had our cameras on. I was like, unprofessional. Right. No, no. Again, that guy was doing it on purpose as well. Agreed. Just put on a shirt. We're all... uh, Anyway. Crazy times. Yeah. Crazy times. Well... I've got, as always, a couple more albums. Oh, all right. I got a couple, I think, as well. Perfect. You want to go first? 
Um, sure. Just, you know, um, I, we really got to start playing audio samples on, on this show. Can we get, get away with it? Yeah. Then we should definitely do it. Um, I've been listening to Led Zeppelin four. Oh yeah. I forgot how good that was. It's such a I always, album. you know, would, would maybe overlook it. I used to listen to it a lot when I was a teenager, yeah. but I overlook it a little bit because of uh stairway, stairway to heaven. Yeah. It's such a great song. First of all, it is, was overplayed. Not anymore. I don't, I don't listen to the radio, so I can't really say for sure, true. but I'm sure if you listen to classic rock, it's, it's in the fray. It's true. Um, but, like going to California, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! Or when the levee breaks, one of the coolest drum. Right, that's they, the most sampled drum beat of all time. We were talking about it right. off podcast, and they made it in like a some kind of room. I, I was watching a documentary of Mike It Loud with uh, Jimmy Page, and the room they made it in was super tall, so they get that like echo coming from the from the drum, and you can hear it the whole way through. It's, uh, that, that whole album is great, man. Going to California, like you said, Battle of Evermore. Oh, all, every song. It's one of those albums yeah. that, like, you know, often we'll talk about an album that you can listen to start to finish without uh, skipping a song. No skippers. We'll tell you that it's a good album. And Led Zeppelin Four definitely uh, meets that criteria. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of at their prime there, too. Or at least going into it. Well, again, four albums in, right? I think it was Presence after that. I don't remember. I don't remember the order so well. Uh, Maybe if they're not numbered. Whole, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but really here's cool. that. We'll play that that drum break. Absolutely. Anyway, but yeah, that drum in particular has been sampled thousands of times. You played it for me on the balcony last time. Right. I didn't hear it as well. When you hear it through the headphones, like, oh my God, I, I know that drum very well. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been listening to that. And then, uh, um, let me see here. I can just look at my my history. Take a little look-see. Um. I've been listening to uh, the Teaches of Peaches. Man, I never got into Peaches. I was too young. Oh, that's too bad, Pete. That I'll go back. That album is fantastic. I I, I know she has one other good album that I, I'm aware of. There might be others. Yeah, but the Teaches of Peaches, fantastic. Is that like early two thousands? Yeah, yeah. Um, could play a little little segment of that. Uh, let's see. None of it's really appropriate, but. Yeah. Let's try this. Triple bypass at the double A, triple X. Here it comes. Make sure you can hear me before you speak up. And then motherfuckers step up. Yeah, I told you it's good. That's funky. So, uh, when the way I found out about peaches, yeah, the way I found out about peaches was um, 
I saw she was on like some Canadian documentary channel. Is she Canadian? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. She's from like Quebec. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I saw an interview with her before I heard any of her music and she said that she created this album by this laying in bed with a drum machine and masturbating. Yeah. Yeah, getting getting high, masturbating, drum machine. Drum machine? Yeah. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. You can hear it throughout the album. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, those are my two. Like, I have listened to the album once, maybe. The Teaches of Peaches? A few years oh, ago, but like, so I never got into it. So very, I'll, very, very good. I'll have to go back to we, it. We actually went and saw her live. I remember you and my Faja. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. <laughs> yeah. It was... Always the best times when you guys would go out because I just chill here, watch movies, that was, eat chips. That, that uh, I don't know what it's called these days, but Ed's Rec Room. No, this was at like the Rev. Mm. You know, it's downtown. It's like next to uh, Chicago Deep Dish. I don't oh. remember what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Starlight Room. Oh, it's called Starlight Room, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. down. Oh yeah, the upstairs of Starlight. What's the down downstairs? Ah, uh, shit. That's, it, it was upstairs where we saw her. Upstairs but I've seen a bunch of shows downstairs, downstairs as well. Downstairs was bricks. Oh, okay. And at least when I was going there and they've changed. At a very small stage. Page, there's like nothing. Yeah, you can only fit like maybe 50 that people. That place is my favorite place to see music. I, I've seen a bunch of people there. Uh, I haven't seen anybody big, but like local bands. Oh, no, I've seen lots. I, like I know you guys don't like them, but I saw like Rich O'Coin there like two or three times. Oh, right. I forgot about Rich O'Coin. Oh, yeah. That guy's awesome. Hell, yeah. I saw a band called Cron uh, Goblin there. They're like the stoner rock group from somewhere in BC, I think. But they threw down, man. It was mm. it was good stuff. Cool. Um, I've only got uh, two albums this week as well. Uh, selected Ambient Works, 85 to 90, 92, released in 1992 by Aphex Twin. Okay. And that for sure. From Here to Eternity and Back, 1985, Giorgio Moroder. Oh, Giorgio. Giorgio. Sound of the future. <laughs> I wanted to do an album with the sounds of the 50s, the sounds of the 60s, of the 70s, and then have a sound of the future. Why don't I use the synthesizer? The synthesizer. <laughs> I was moving out of my old place. Uh, my buddy, I just got into Georgia. This is a few years ago. We had to clean out the, uh, the house for the damage. Georgia. The damage deposit. And uh, it was a hot summer day, and we were all just getting down to Giorgio, drinking on the porch and cleaning. It was it was great, great times. I know uh, we we talked about it before, not on the podcast. Yeah. But have you checked out any of his live sets? I have not. Oh, you have to. I told Is you about it before. Ones? No, no, I'm talking about newer ones because he took Cause on he a does whole like, different look now. Well, he looks different, but yeah. he <laughs> he does like these like 15 minute sets where huh. he does like. Uh, a whole medley of all of his tunes. Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. He's got great music. Yeah. Creator of Ital Disco Funk. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. See you later. <laughs>